Have you ever been knocked down and found it hard to get up? Have you ever been knocked down and bounced back to come back even stronger? Hi, I'm Gaurav Bhagat and you can call me GB and welcome to the Smash Bashed Yet Not Dashed podcast. A fortnightly podcast where I speak about persistence, perseverance and overcoming the odds to come out ahead. So welcome. Today we have a very special guest on the Smash Bashed Yet Not Dashed podcast. It is my friend and well brother Nikhil Mehra, and I know many of you know him as the powerhouse behind the brand Shantanu and Nikhil. So first of all, welcome Nikhil, and it's great to have you on the Smash Bashed Yet Not Dashed podcast. Thank you. I've been waiting for this moment for eternity now. So I'm glad it's happening. Yeah, and our friendship goes uh, way, way back. In fact, uh, not many would know this, but I first met Nikhil on a school bus that I boarded in 1992 when I was moving schools from Sanaa to Delhi and I'd come to Delhi Public School and I got on my bus stop. And the first person I end up meeting on that bus is is Nikhil, right? And uh, Nikhil, you remember those times, right? So talk us, talk us through, talk us through those. So going back to 1992, I remember my our bus was I-17. and early morning 7:15 i usually used to stand on the third step of the the step inside of the bus and on the on the staircase of the bus and that's where i usually stood and i looked on my right and i saw this young man who just joined our school and i would be anyone who newly joined and had to pay respects to nikhil mera because that was the kind of guy i was and uh, there comes gorav bhagat from sinar and so he was sort of an, an elitist but as i got to know you better i realized that this man is made of steel and he's also a friend that i i guess i never had back in school because in school it was always about being rowdy and and beating people up and then here comes along gorav bhagat who's very staid and uh, very calm spoke a few things but with great clarity and uh, that sort of ignited a whole new person in me i didn't know that i could actually hang out with people like you so that was a pleasant surprise and thereafter i think we were in the same class it turns out and uh, i remember vishesh sharma used to sit next to me and you would be behind and then at some point you shifted and turned into my class my seatmate which was a fascinating new journey for i think for us both because we came with such diverse skills if i may me being all about visualization and you being uh, the person who was more of an execution and a risk taker from that perspective but one thing which was common between both of us was that we both were not good at studies your handwriting looked like you were writing a doc- you know it was a doctor's prescription to a great extent and my handwriting used to look like sketches and images so <laughs> that was very clear so our our common point uh, in our friendship and i think that's very important to realize also for people that between relationships and friendships there always will be this one common point that will take you through and even in uh, business with business partnerships there will always be this one thing that takes you through and so we found our one common link and then we are so many years later still still very close so that and fond memories and of course uh, yeah i love how you even remember the abbas number and all of that and i remember when i first came to school i thought you were actually a senior 
And I think on my first day, you actually ragged me and you made me do all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, I actually thought you were my senior at the time. So I, I took it. But and and yeah, like I said, you bring back such fond memories. And for people who don't know this, so we're talking about conversations that go back to 1992, right? So we're almost going back 27, 28 years from where we are today. And it, it still seems uh, almost like yesterday. But Nikhil, before we go back into the past, all right, let's let's talk about let's talk about the present. You've had a fantastic year. You you are today looked up in your industry as as someone who is just so forward thinking and, and all of that. So let's let's just talk about the last one year first and just put in context where you are today. And then we'll go back into the past and we'll talk about some of those key moments in your life. So it, it gives listeners and viewers both context in terms of where you are and where this all started. This past one year really has been about an emotional awareness and not so much about goal setting and achieving of goals. Uh, of course, when you set out a goal and you achieve it, it's not that you did it two months ago and you achieved it. So getting here has been the process of the past 20 years. And uh, so this goal sort of uh, kind of achieved in 2019 when we merged with the Tabrilla. But presently, I must say the time that the pandemic has brought on us has given me a chance to be in the moment more than being in the future as a lot of us entrepreneurs usually are. So, and being in the moment also gives you an, an opportunity to hone your skill at the moment. Because time is of, time is, is such, a, such a strange player that when you think you have time in your hand, you end up procrastinating or like putting it on hold and saying that, listen, let's see it for one quarter or two quarters and see where it takes us. But when you're in the moment, I really think that uh, it allows you to be present uh, more in your own soul system. And when that happens, then you're able to apply to your best ability at this very given point of time. And I think that's what the pandemic has done. The present looks very fulfilling in a sense, because now oh, it's a corporate design business, which is far more intuitive, exciting, and more so, I think, applauding in a way that you've been able to be recognized by by a by a by a national uh, player of that caliber it kind of tells you that you must be doing something right but also like spiderman's uncle said with if i'm not wrong with great power comes great responsibility i think okay. this is uh, not a mere lie it means a lot because firstly it tells you to recognize the power you have and then to be responsible which again is a very hard ask because as humans, we are run by many, many feelings like greed and uh, hope and, and the excitement to go get it. But yes, with, with, with the power comes responsibility. So this year is really about focusing on the power and, and being responsible with it and then making sure you make decisions that are intentful. So and, and I think then you will see results and we do see results on a daily basis because once it's coming from a pure intent, then the result is pretty much what you expect it to be. Awesome. And, and thank you for sharing. And again, I know you're putting it very, very modestly, but again, to put this in context, uh, Nikhil and, and the brand, uh, Shantanu Nikhil, has been bought into by one of the icons of, of Indian industry. I mean, when Kumar Mangla Birla comes across and says, hey, I trust you, I believe in you, and I see what we can do together, that is that is unbelievable. You were, again, one of the first in whom this investment was actually made and today he also considers you as a trusted advisor. And I know that you guys are doing crazy things together. And it's, it's just the start. I mean, for everyone who's thinking that, oh, you know, Nikhil has arrived, 
I mean, I truly believe that this is just the start and the Nikhil that we're going to see in five to six years from today will will blow the industry away, not only in India, but in Asia and other parts of the world. And more power to you, my friend. But now let's go back to 1991, perhaps one of your toughest years. Okay, this is before we met. Okay, this is before we met. You are uh, the bad boy of, of DPS. Uh, we won't mention some of the friends who you had, but we know who they are, right? And you have just had a terrible class 11. So talk us through that. And, and then, I mean, we'll go through certain parts of the journey and then listeners will realize that, oh my God, like this is, this is crazy. So yeah, let's, let's go back to 1991. So 1991 was, I think, a prolific year in my life. I mean, it's hard to kind of tell you what all happened with me, but class 11 was, firstly, I, I, I wanted to do sciences. I wanted to do architectural drawing technical drawing, TDs, what the thing was, the subject was called. I wanted to also do biology because I love cutting things up. But then with the 48% in class 10 board examinations didn't allow me to, to get into any of these subjects. They, in fact, just handed over arts to me. And I said, listen, I do not like history. I, I, I despise geography. It is of no value to my skill. I'm a creative person. I want to do things which allow me to make sketches, lines, cut things up. They're like, sorry, with 48%, uh, this is where you're going to go. I said, but what school system doesn't allow someone to fulfill their dreams? And it's probably why 99% of the people coming out of school don't know what they want to be after they get out of school. So the start was not, not conducive to my existence. And then of course, my friend circle, I focused so strongly on, on just keeping or or enhancing my my relationships with friends of mine who were also like-minded. They were also doing things they did not want to do. And then eventually, class 11 examinations, uh, the teachers saw how I performed in class and they threw me out of class every, every time they saw my face. So I was mostly out of class. I remember the day when we got our results, Shamila Ali, at the, while we were walking to, my mom and I were walking to class, she goes, oh, Nikhil, you've uh, done so well. You, you've come first. And I'm, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, really? Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I can't believe it. She goes, no, 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 you've come first. You must go to class and, and, and meet uh, Mrs. Rama Singh, your class teacher. I said, of course, I'm, I'm running now. I took my mother. We went to class and uh, Mrs. Rama Singh says, Aye, Mr. Mehra, you've done so well. So I said, thank you, ma'am. Uh, Shamila told me that I've, I've, I've done well. She goes, yes, you've come first. I said, ma'am, it's unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> how is it that I've come first? I mean, I didn't study. I'm really that smart? But I'm thinking to myself, she goes, no, 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 you have come first, except you've come first from the bottom of the class. That's so <laughs> and cool. she announced my failure. Hmm. And my mother slapped me that very moment in class. And that was the pivoting moment of my life. I remember uh, the students I used to beat up in school now would be sitting next to me in class 11 that I have to repeat. My father made sure that I repeated it and not being shifted to another school. Just so, he, just so I realized where I went wrong. And so class 11 part two is when I met you and Devika, Monica. And that was really a change in my life because I realized that as the friend circle changed, the approach towards life changed. And friend circles also did come earlier on because 
of the situation of not being wanting to be in the arts and I landed up in the arts and then I landed up with people who also didn't want to be in the arts. So it was all about aggression and uh, not a fulfilling environment. And so the environment became very important. And I think class 11 part two was more fun. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head over there. And it's, it's amazing. I didn't even know about the science story. And after all these years of knowing you, it's something I learned today. But I think you hit a very important point, And that is your environment defines you and who you're hanging out with and all of that. And I remember when I came for my first parent-teacher meeting with my mother, and, and this is Mrs. Rahman now, this is next year, right? Geography. And she's yeah. like, oh, she's telling my mother, she goes, your son's hanging out with Nikhil Mehra. And I'm like, okay, you know, and she's like, this has to stop. Otherwise, you know, it's all going to be over and all of that. And on the way back, I remember, and I've mentioned this before, and you know, it's there in my book as well, which is coming out now. And my mom's like, oh, you have to stop meeting Nikhil. And I'm like, no, like I think he's a cool guy yeah. and, and he brings a certain skill set which I don't have. I mean, coming down from a hilltop in, in Kasoli, I was extremely, uh, well, let's just say not street smart, okay, like very, very <laughs> simple. And I think you brought the street smart to the equation and and it was cool that we were hanging out and you would come over and we would play Mist and we'd get donuts from the yeah. overlay and you know, all of that stuff would happen. Some good times were spent together. And I said, no. And, and she said, why not? I said, well, it's possible that, you know, I may be able to have a little bit of a positive impact on him. And I remember she was pissed as hell. And she's like looking at me and she's like, what the hell do you think you are, Jesus Christ? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. But, you know, we'll just see how this plays out. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that there was a positive rub off both ways, actually. So, yeah, and yeah. this is what is called investment in intent. So we learned a lot about investment at a very early age in our life. And it wasn't a course we did. It wasn't that we physically invested cash into a business. We invested in our friendship and knowing very well that investments come from belief. They come in from a skill set that you may not have, but you want to acquire and you invest that time in that person. And I remember vehemently you told your mom that Nikhil is my friend. He is going to come home. I am going to be with him. I am going to learn a few things and I'm going to teach him a lot more things that he has so far learned. And I think that our experiences were so unique because we would end up playing mind video games where we would learn a lot about strategy and skill of getting to our goal with pure thought process that I hadn't done up until now and believing in each other that we have to work as a team. And I remember that also propelled us to start a business in school, which was fascinating. I think you want to tell people about that. Yeah, I mean, and, and considering we're in another pandemic, uh, so 92, 93 is when yeah. uh, the plague hit uh, uh, Delhi for the first time and I remember the two of us having a chat and we said hey this is this is cool let's make um, some money out of this opportunity and, and we were 17 right and uh, you designed a, a fantastic t-shirt and I remember it had that logo I still have those t-shirts uh, lying around uh, in the archive somewhere and it had the logo which had the peace sign which you designed and it said I survived the plague and we took it down to Bini Kapoor and Bini was of course my cousin who ran the t-shirt shop and he went ahead and he printed those for us and we took them across and we sold them and we did we did some uh, decent numbers uh, going back to even those days. But first venture in entrepreneurship. And I think all that we've done in entrepreneurship ever since the seeds were sown in those days. And again, like I said, we brought, we both brought our special skills to the table. And I think that's, you know, what really made it happen. I mean, it was your creativity. It was, it was your street smarts. It was, it was my strategy. And then just, just combining them together. And I think that's been the foundation of taking us to where we are over the years. 
I think what I also want to respect at the time is that I remember, you know, a time when you'd be sitting in front with the Shesh and you know, the teachers used to come and they said, oh, Nikhil, you will account to nothing because you were always sketching and drawing and you had two non-academic subjects. I remember that, right? So they said, yes. oh, Nikhil has two non-academic subjects. And I think one of them being on the painting side and one of them being PE. And they're like, no college will take you, blah, blah, blah. And I think you at that time had the clarity to tell them, ma'am, don't worry about it. I got this sorted. Now, even as a 17-year-old, you knew the direction that you were going to be taking. And truth be told, I had no idea what I was going to do in life. And I think 99.9% of 17-year-olds at that time had no idea what they were going to do in life. But you did. And you delivered the goods. So, I mean, what made you relatively certain? I can't say 100% certain because I'm sure you were at the time also not 100% certain, but you, you were pretty sorted. You knew that, okay, this is my path and, and this is how this is going to play out. I, I, it's a great question. I think it must be answered uh, for majority of the people of the world because majority of the people of the world don't want don't know what they want to do when they get out of school. That, of course, there's a clear problem in our education system across the globe. Second, I want to talk about is inabilities. It's important to recognize what your inabilities are. And I think a lot of humans, especially at an early age of 15 to 18, do not even recognize the value of inabilities. I was not able to do written math, but my visual math my was very good. I have a serious issue with attention of and retention of of dates and time zones. So history was of no value to me because I don't even remember when Akbar was born or when Babur killed who. It it I could not remember anything. Sure thing. So I recognized my inabilities, but I also did understand because of my inabilities, my abilities, that I was able to visualize everything. So while I may not remember a number, but I could be in time when the revolution happened. And I sense it, I could smell the texture, I could see the clothes, I could see the skin color. And I think that when those became so vivid, and thank you for like having me failed on the in the class 11, because that if I hadn't failed, I would have not really understood the value of my inabilities. Having said that, in class seven, I knew that I wanted to be in the creative business because I saw things slightly differently. But that is also because I didn't see other things like other people usually see them as. So this is also a recognition of inabilities. It's very important that you applaud it and recognize it sooner than later. Uh, because most of the most of the time, we are always applauding how amazing we are at cricket or at tennis or at golf or at uh, physics or chemistry. But we're not really addressing the fact that we're not good at folding our clothes properly or being able to recognize if this is the right color palette for me or or whatever. So inabilities, I would, I would give 100% to inabilities being a great value in my life to understand that I wanted to be in the creative business. Yeah, love that. So let's fast forward a few years now. You have um, gone to the inaugural batch of Paul. Uh, you've yeah, pursued right. fashion design and you were there. And I remember that was uh, a defining time for you. And then you decide to make a move uh, to LA for further education. Now, here is someone who's been 
pretty much Central Delhi, South Delhi boy growing up, not much exposure globally. And you decide to make this entire move to the States and, and do some a further part of your education there. How was that for you? And, and what was that like? Like just changing your environment and going into something that was completely uh, alien and a moonshot at the time, because I also do recall that your family had to put together a lot of resources to make this happen for you. You really struggled over there as well. So how was it? How was it for you in LA? South Delhi guy in, in an alien world now for the first time. Yeah, so firstly, most kids back in the early 90s were very insulated with love and affection and with staff running around making sure things are done for you. So clearly I was disabled in that sense when I reached LA because now I had to go to the bank, do my own groceries, cook my own food, build my own relationships based on skill and not based on the fact that you live in a particular area. That was a massive change for me. I, I had a really, really, really hard time. But I realized that one thing that was consistent was the ability to find new ways to survive. And I think that being street smart really helped me. And Los Angeles, I remember the first six months, I think I was in grit. I was in, I was in depression because I had never eaten uh, food alone. I always had people to eat with. And I remember going to school and having my lunch and I'd be eating alone. And, and then I'd be crying vehemently. And, and I, at some point I started writing. Because I didn't know how to express my words to people. There was a language communication uh, issue for me as well. Because someone who had never been abroad and just straight away speaking the American English. And then feeling judged constantly. Because as Indians, we were never exposed to that part of the world in the, back in the 90s. So I had to go through a lot. I started writing a lot. And, and then finally, I used this travesty to strengthen my goals. And I think it's really important to go through travesty because if everything is fluid constantly you rather be in an ashram doing yoga and just being in bliss and that's also great but that was really not my calling my calling was really to go out and prove myself my parents had sold uh, some land of theirs that they had invested in in a very early age in their life and they had to let go of that to educate Shantanu and me and this was also a big burden on my head because from being an irresponsible schoolboy, I was then sent abroad and then I had to be super responsible to ensure that I repay my parents for the loss they've had in a way. And they were thinking that it's a gain because they've sold this land and they're educating their children out of duty. So there was a lot that went on. I ensured that I performed at 110 220% potential at all given point of time. I made sure I don't fall sick because each day I'd fall sick, I'd lose money. I started to understand the value of money and the value of intent. Within school, I could see visual strategies that I could make because I came from a space which was, again, full of travesty. Failed class 11, did well in Pearl, but not superiorly well and then, then go to Los Angeles and study in a private school. Everyone's coming from a very rich background and there I am, a poor middle-class Indian in a super luxurious setting, living out of almost no money. I had to find my own way. So I, travesty really brought up great opportunity for me. Right. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And I so agree that it, it truly is the the failures and the tough situations in life that, you know, make you who you are for the future. Now, Shantanu, of course, is, is your brother. And he was at this time in business school. And then both of you now come back to India. 
And you want to take the business that your mother built and truly scale it and, and has become, of course, what it has become today. But again, I know at those times, because of the conversations we used to have, and I was struggling to build up consortium at the time. And, and you were, of course, you're working on, on Shantanu Nikhil as a brand for the first time. And it should have been easier, technically. I mean, you have uh, the management background, you have the creative skills, you've got everything else. But it was a shit show for a while, right? I mean, it was really, really hard. So again, you know, nothing about that. Not making money, lending money. I mean, um, uh, taking money from friends to run your business. Of course, it was a shit show to 2000, maybe six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that couldn't be easy because you think, okay, now I have the desired education, I have the skill set, and technically everything should be lining up. But it was hard. I mean, for many, many years, the stars just didn't align. And I'm sure there would have been frustration. And that's what many feel today that I have it. I bring the game to the table. I've got the skill set. I have the product. I have the service. You know, yet why are things, you know, not aligning? Of course, once they do, I mean, then it's like, oh, this is awesome. And it couldn't be better. But what was it like at that time when, I mean, surely there's frustration and a whole bunch of other things happening at the time as well, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's it's a fantastic question, Gaurav. There are two kinds of people in the world. The one who will follow a path which is existing and they do exceedingly well in it because they know that in that path, they have certain things they'll do with their skill set that will definitely reap them a certain amount of result. And then there is another path, which is purely coming out of, how do I say? The other path is your path that you are creating. It hasn't been created for you. Or, it, or, it, or there is no landing page on Google Map for that one. You create your own map. Right. Of course, it's very hard. And somehow, maybe it's in my karmic uh existence that I would always take the harder path, right? Even in school, just naturally came to me. My subjects that I took, the relationships I had, they were always harder. And that was natural for me. I think in the longer run, I'll get to know why that happened. But back then, when I came back, Shantanu was setting up the business plan. And the first thing was, what kind of product did we want to sell? 2001, we, 2000, we said we will do we will start a strong menswear line. And that time, menswear was not even on the map. I mean, men wear loose kurtas or then just wear shirts and suits because we were so highly dependent on the Western philosophy that they were either wear suits or then typical kurtas, which were loose. But the man I visualized was fit, handsome, charming, um, a go-getter, very unlike an Indian man. A go-getter back then was brought up by their fathers and he would only start to go get after he proved himself in his father's business, which okay. meant I have to wait for another 20 years for him to grow up. So I took that broken path and I said, listen, I want to cater to a man who's charming, who's, who's astute, who's structured. Those men didn't exist back in, back in the day. So obviously the business is going to be hard. Then in women's wear, I said, I want to make clothes for a woman who's strong, who's self-aware, who's making her own decision, is not depending on her family to make decisions for her. Again, way ahead of its time. Yeah. First eight, 10 years just kept on pushing us, nudging us to find that man and find that woman. And finally, 
that woman and man arrived and how they arrived is incredible. True that. Yeah, again, thank you for sharing. So again, an idea ahead of its time, but yes, agreed, agreed. when it arrived, it arrived. And today you're addressing the who's who of men and women's fashion in India and abroad. And, and again, like I said, more power to you. So truly lots of, lots of smash bash moments. And thank you for, you know, getting into that with so much detail. And I know this hasn't been an easy journey, but let's now come back to the Nikhil of today. And a lot of people have had a really, really hard, you know, time. They still are. We're not out of the woods. Now they're talking about like second waves and third wave. We're not out of the woods yet. But what is your advice, uh, you know, to again, listeners to say that, hey, this is Nikhil's advice to you for what we have in our path at the moment. Any advice that comes from the moment has to belong to certain past of yours. Because you have to recognize, firstly, please recognize what you're made out of. Please recognize that every every experience you've gone through in your life has some value, whether good or bad experiences. Please understand that there is a common link between all your experiences. Find that common symphony of why does that happen to you, whether good or bad. And right now, in the place I am, in the moment I am, I know I'm in, I am of the moment because of all the moments of my past. It's a, it's, it's a phenomenal moment for me because of not what I have achieved, but for the awareness that I have of my existence. So it's got nothing to do with work. It's got nothing to do with numbers, finances, money that you make. It is the abundance of wealth that you have of your belief. And that's what I would only the only thing I'd say is that believe in, in what you are made of. Please recognize what you're made of. Applaud yourself and don't give a fuck. Yeah, the, yeah family show, but hey, that, that's all right. There's always some profanity allowed. So totally, totally get that. And I think too, too often people are just consumed by the numbers. I mean, I go into organizations and I talk to people and I'm like, you know, tell me about your goals. Or tell me, and it's always about sales goal or, or revenue goal or money goal. I'm like, dude, what happened to the entire holistic picture? I mean, talk to me about things beyond the money. And this is what I talk, tell people. And you'll be amazed at how even sometimes people who you think are really sorted and captains of industry and whatever, I mean, they struggle. They never thought about it. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that conversation to the table today that people just need to be thinking beyond. They need to be thinking about, well, beyond the numbers, they need to be thinking about their lifestyle, their personal health, their mental position, their family and relationships. It's it's wider. And I think people who are very wholesome across all areas are people who really have that sorted. And thank you for revalidating that and bringing that to the table as well. So what is driving Nikhil Mehra today? Because Frankly, a lot of people in your industry believe, and when I'm when I'm you know golfing with people or I'm out socially with people, they say, "Oh, Nikhil has arrived." But knowing the person that you are, and I said this in the beginning, Nikhil Mehra is just getting started. So, what is it that drives you today, and where do you see yourself ten years from now? Again, it's got nothing to do with the market or people or the world around me. It's as a sportsman since very earlier on. You know, I've been playing golf and competing. I think there is always a sense of competition that happens within because every time you achieve one goal, there is a sense of awareness. And then there's also a sense of belief that, oh, I could do this. Let's do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. See how far we can go with it. 
So I really feel there is a marathon or a hundred meters relay going on in my head for me, against me, with me, to continuously see how far I can push and how far I can grow. Because not all pushes go in the right direction. Sometimes you fall. But I want to grow as a person. I want to see how I can consistently or continuously, if not consistently, recreate, enhance my skill. I know there's a reason why I have such big hands. It took me many years to understand the value of big hands. And now I use them in holding fabric, draping fabric. So I'm still exploring the value. And that itself is the sort of an awareness booster. So I'm just giving myself, my body, my mind a chance to grow. Super. And two questions wrap it up. I mean, I can't even believe it's already been 30 plus minutes because this has been such an engaging conversation. Yeah. But maybe we'll have to do a part two on this one uh, sometime soon. But one mistake that you think people today are making, okay? And uh, I know you always say, hey, I'm not, I'm no guru, so don't you know, put me in a spot. But but you're, you're someone who's very aware of, of the environment and people around you. And you have so many conversations and you meet so many people. So be it industry, be it business, be it entrepreneurs, be it even normal people, students, kids, people who are, who are working for you in your organizations. One mistake that you think people today are making that if you could advise them to say, hey, let's not do this, but do this, what would that be? I think the, the key word in today is for the next five to seven years is going to be a word called influence. We have to be less, less influenced by others and more influenced by our intent and our endeavors. I think uh, we may write this down on a piece of steel because this word influence is going to ruin the world. Everybody else, many people think that the other's influences are value to them and they go into different journeys, trying to listen to others, trying to see what others are doing, how they're doing it. I think that's very dangerous. We got to move influence out of our system and I think we'll be fine. Powerful advice, especially for the Instagram world where everyone and everything is measured in likes and shares and everything else. So powerful advice, great. And one last thing, the advice that you'd like to give listeners of the podcast, anyone who's been smashed, bashed and yet powers on, uh, what would be your parting advice to them? Well, I don't know. I, I'm not good with giving advices. <laughs> But I'd like to welcome all the smashed, dashed, and bashed friends onto the community. You're not alone. You got people like us with you. And this podcast, I want it to be a place where you can reach out to each other. Let's build a community of great friendship, great love, and great intent. And let's build it together. Love that. So thank you so much, um, Nikhil. Um, I know we don't meet as much as we should. And But truly, truly, one of the relationships that I can remember in my lifetime, which I will always cherish, um, you are truly my brother from another mother. And uh, let's uh, let's be in touch and let's continue to influence the world because the world needs more people like you. The world needs more people to come out and influence like you do. And just, just keep being fantastic. I think that's really what I want to say to end this all. Thank you very much, Gaurav. Uh, time is elastic, Gaurav. We'll always be together for many, many lifetimes. Thanks so much. And bless you. Thank you. Thank you.